0: A playlist original Just watch me The medium is the message.
1: proof is a proof, but kind of a proof it's approved? proof.
0: It has no core identity. Smash potatoes with no gravy, you know what I'm saying
1: Speaking uh, moistly on them.
2: Hello and welcome to Just Watch me. I'm Kate. And I'm Liv. And today on the podcast, we're joined by Canadian actor Dalmar Abuzaid. Dalmar played Sebastian Bash on Anne with an E, which earned him an actor and a Canadian Screen Award in 2020. He was also in another famous Canadian series, a little known show called Degrassi, The Next Generation, where he played Danny Van Sand. And if that isn't enough, he's also a very talented musician. Hi, Dalmar. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I. I don't know if I' call myself an amazing musician or a talented <laughs> musician, but uh, I love music and
0: you play the bass, right?
1: I did play the bass. I actually learned it for Degrassi. Uh, I didn't play it before, but um, you know they were the, the bass lines were simple enough that the uh, the music uh, the musical coordinator's name was uh, Tim would, would show us would show me the bass lines and then that's actually how we started our real- life degrassi band that we called we called ourselves Soundspeed <laughs> And that, that went for about a year and, and it was a lot of fun, but it, uh, it taught me that the bass from it.
2: And you kept it up because you loved it or because it was kind of a way to stay in touch with your friends or how did you, how did the bass stay in your life, I guess?
1: Well, so when we decided to you know actually have a real band practice one day after set, uh, that turned into about a year and a half of like really trying to you know work our way through the music industry and, and make it as a band. It was a lot of fun. It was obviously tough, you know, uh, because we were a lot, we were six guys in the band and eventually our too many, too many heads trying mm-hmm. to take charge. Uh, <laughs> we we kind of tapered out at around 2010. I had the bass. I kept the bass. I still have it, uh, it. You know, it's at my mom's place, but my, recently I discovered my brother gave it to, um, my little brother gave it to uh, one of his friends just because I hadn't been using it in so long. So I'm uh, I'm in the process of uh, of tracking it because it was my first bass that I actually ended up buying because I wanted to learn the instrument. But I played um, I think after I think about two years after the band tapered out, I, I picked up the guitar just because bass was hard to to do on on my own without any you know accompaniment.
0: And did you dabble in singing at all or anything like that? Or it was just
1: you yep. did try to <laughs> sing. I was a backup singer for our band. Um, it was uh, one of the other actors on the show and my best friend in real life. His name is Raymond Abelak. Uh, was the singer of our band, and I never had any uh, formal training experience, but I loved, you know, again, loved the, I was up for the challenge, so I was just, I became the uh, backup vocals in our band.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and then that was it, and then I, after that, I kind of always stuck to that. Now I'm just, like, singing in the shower, singing in the house.
0: (laughs) Music career is on pause, at least for now.
1: pause, that's right. (laughs) It's a good way to think about it.
0: So tonight we especially want to talk about your acting career, actually. Um, and we want to start with Anne with an E. So obviously an iconic Canadian story. And so what what did it mean to you to be a part of it? it
1: so, you know, t- to tell you the truth, I I, I didn't grow up with, with Anne with an E. Like I mean with Anne of Green Gables, I um, you know, I was not I obviously knew the story and and was aware that it existed and was aware of the adaptation. When I got the audition, I I didn't uh, think too far ahead because that tends to get in. You know, that tends to distract me when I'm when I'm when I'm thinking about the project and and the historical weight and the fact that I was going to be the first one of the first black characters ever introduced. I mean, all that stuff was not in my head. And um, so I did the audition. I remember that day I was super nervous and a bit uh, flustered from everything going on and and uh, had one of those auditions where you walk into the room and don't really remember what you did. Uh, like, honestly, yeah, all, all I remember is just like running in there, telling them, apologizing for being late, which is not usually a thing they recommend in acting classes. And uh, and then just working my way through it. Um, so, so that process was a bit chaotic, but then uh, from the moment I got on the show, it was uh, really... A smooth experience. It was almost, almost oddly so. I mean, I guess you know some shows are turbulent, others just work well, and uh, this felt like I was just cruising in a way. Really, I, I just I felt like the the people were creative, they were open, there was patience, uh, uh, all all across the board. The team was uh, worked well together, um, and then obviously the uh, the importance of the show and the and the and the weight of my character has just been. Uh, you know, such an, such an amazing and, uh, and rewarding experience just all around. Everybody's been so kind and, and, and open and, and supportive of, of me in the role.
2: That's amazing. So as we know, S- Sebastian Bash doesn't appear in the books. He's unique to N with an E. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how this character was created? Did you have a little bit more to do with that, especially since, you know, you weren't really as worried about being true to the source material for that character? Like, did you have more of a hand in, in developing Bash?
1: Um no not not exactly. I think that uh you know my there was something that um that the the creators uh that the creator Moira saw in my audition tape. Uh you know I, I think something in the in the quality of my well, maybe it's maybe it's nervousness mixed with like uh, excitement uh that spoke to a quality that she wanted to sh- see in uh, in Sebastian and I think that uh, one of the writers on the team, Shernold uh, Edwards, uh, who's of uh, Trinidadian descent, had a had a hand, and in, in, along with Myron, helping to to form who this character was and introducing him in the way that he was. You know that that Gilbert would go off and ex- wanting to explore the world, and on his travels meet this person from Trinidad, and and you know along the way they they form this this great friendship, and 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 Shernold was really able to give me um you know sort of more specific and and deeper backstory elements things to relate to you know she could make stories personal as far as relating them to what i was doing in the scene especially when when sebastian is introduced it's uh you know they go to they go to port of spain and they see you know his life and his world and so in that time thankfully um Shernold was on set for that episode. That was something that they did. Uh, the writers, there was like a lead writer for every episode. Although Moira was really uh, hands-on throughout the whole process, but there were, there would always be the writer of the episode present on set. And so Shernold was there for that episode, episode 202, and was able to, you know, between takes, just tell me a story about, you know, her family, about her childhood and, and how it related to what was going on here. And could really, and then I could riff off her and then sort of just go in and do the scene and and really collaborate, really create that way. So I guess maybe that's that was where I had a hand in, you know, discovering and 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 revealing this character, like figuring out who Sebastian was uh, in that episode, in in, epi- in the second episode that we see him.
2: Is it true that Shernold actually was the person who told Moira about the existence of the bog in Charlottetown?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think that that she was never true. heard yeah. of it
2: before. Supposedly, yeah. I thought that was amazing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I honestly, like I, I hadn't heard of it either. And, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was Shernold probably that was telling me the stories about it, even back in those days too. in in that episode, during that episode about, uh, I mean, without, you know, at the time, because, you know, you couldn't give away even to the actors when we're shooting the show, if we're shooting episode two, they don't want to give away what's going to happen in episode eight, uh, to the, even to the team. They just want to make sure. And, and especially with this show, because, uh, uh fans were very, uh, <laughs> all over it like they knew who they there was photos of me before I was even introduced you know as like who's standing next to Gilbert wow like, uh, like you know that was already out so I, I they, they kept a pretty tight lid on that but uh yeah the bog was something I think that uh Sherald was able to yeah to introduce to Moira and then as a writer's room they were able to really weave it into the storyline solid you know like my audition scene was a scene from episode from the eighth episode of the second season. And so I ended up, you know, I, I wouldn't end up kind of seeing that until much later into the season. So they, they definitely had a plan. They knew where they were going. And uh, and I think that the room and who was in the room uh, was uh, was was very deliberate on, on Moira's part as far as selecting the people that were right for it really. And and yeah, Shernold was instrumental with, with my uh, understanding of Bash, along with Moira as well, who would walk me through episodes. She would take the time to, you know, call me and, and discuss what she wanted to see in the upcoming episodes on top of overseeing everything on set.
0: I'm curious as well to hear your thoughts about the writer's room, because of course in Anne, it was an all female writer's room and um, you know, there was diversity and I'm just wondering, you know, what, why that matters in shows and, and, and how it influences the show.
1: Well, I I mean, yeah, the, the experience was uh, just, it it just felt, you know it felt smooth i think the perspective of of shernold and 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 of all of the writers as well uh, you know that she had she had uh you know other writers uh, uh tracy deer and, um, and the lady jackson they 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 just i guess their perspectives and the amazing thing is that it it, it all the episodes felt like they they were cohesive you know like it because w- w- there was a different how would how would she do it she had a writer and a director for each episode. And I think there would be about somewhere like three to four directors for the season. And then the writer's room was much bigger. And I, I think that it was, uh, I, it was just, uh, I liked how it all kind of felt like the, the story, you know, the story kind of all went together. And I think that was Moira's hand in it as, as far as making sure that everything had a, you know, there was a through line. Uh, I think, I don't think that the story could have been told if there was, if Sharnel wasn't there. I don't think that my character would have had the same impact. I don't think that uh, the depth Um, uh, of perspective would have been present. It would have, you know what I mean? I I think that uh, they're all such like excellent writers. And I, and I think that um, I think that making sure that there was like different voices in the writer's room, as far as, you know, uh, writers from different backgrounds, different cultures, I think that that uh, helped to strengthen the show. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the, when I think about, uh, and with any, the writing on that show stands out to me um, as feeling just, you know, natural and and with a message behind it and something that like when you see it on the screen you're like oh wow that that's that's really special so i i i can't really speak to what you know exactly how it's important but i i don't think the show would have been the same um were it not for the uh the team of writers that uh were, were were behind the scenes
2: I'm really interested in the relationship between um, Bash and Gilbert. You know, they, um, for those who don't know, they meet on the steamship and um, Bash comes back with Gilbert to Avonlea. and the chemistry between you two, you know, despite there being an age difference between, you know, your characters as well as the, the two actors in real life, it, it feels really real. Can you, can you tell us about, you know, those two characters and, and how you and the experience of working with Lucas Suman on the show?
1: Yeah. So a, uh, a, uh... Exactly. That was how the Bash was written as becoming a positive influence on, on uh, Gilbert. I don't know that they always intended for Bash to be my age. I think that initially in the, in the breakdowns, they wanted uh, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I think maybe in seeing me that there was something that was set off as like, a, you know, here's a brother brother relationship. And uh, not only that, Bash has been on the ships for about, uh, Bash has been out, like living on his own on steamships. For about ten years, when he meets Gilbert, so Gilbert is the age that that, that Bash was when he went out on his own, and so uh, there's that element of connection that uh, you know brings them together. And by the time we see them, they've already kind of you know done the the the, the early introductions, and they're already on their way to developing this chemistry that uh, would be a, a pretty pretty you know foundational part of of, ba- of my character. Um, so I. Uh, I think that was, that was the intention. And then when you get on set and you meet the actors, you know, it's always a a risk. Will they kind of get along? And, and in my particular case, like my first day, I think was, uh, there's a scene in episode in the first episode where I'm, uh, I'm upset with Gilbert bash is upset with Gilbert because of the in a sense, the the privilege that Gilbert doesn't even know that he has in being able to not take uh, a, a threat from the from the I'm forgetting the name, but we stoke you know we're, we're, we're coal stokers, and so the the lead guy on the floor uh, is is kind of upset with us, and and for Gilbert it's not a big deal, but for Bash this is the only you know life that he knows, the only the only you know uh, means of of making money that he has, and so that the the first time meeting. Lucas working with Lucas is this scene where I'm kind of like upset with him and we're having Mm -hmm. this heart to heart. So it was, a you know, it's kind of funny how, how you never know what you're going to, you know, how the schedule is going to shape up, shake down or or, or whatever. And um, so in that, I remember that day, um, you know, just jumping in, taking, taking a leap. And, uh, and the director was, uh, was very, uh, was very, she, she's incredible. Her name is Helen Shaver. She, you know, basically walked me through the the nuance of the scene of not kind of making it this. You know, I I don't like that our lives are so different, but more like a, I'm gonna try to teach you here the only way I know how. You know that that it, it just worked out. I, I know I'm kind of speaking uh, something really specific here, but uh, yeah, and it's from that moment on uh, that we that we become fret like that. Uh, you know, the experience was just so smooth. I think that Lucas is such a. Uh, a wise and, uh, you know, wise beyond his years um, type of a person and, uh, and very kind and very open. And I think that, uh, you know, the fact that we were spending time together, I know that we didn't say much to one another in the first few months, but it, uh, oddly enough, it was just these, you know, silent, but getting used to spending time together. That's, that's how our relationship started personally. And then it just became... With that, the comfort came on set the the ability to make jokes, the ability to actually laugh with one another on screen. it really became like, you know, yeah, he really became like one of my favorite people to work with uh and 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 by the third season, it was just like so much play, you know there's a there's an episode in the third season where bash is learning to knit and and Lucas was one of the people who showed me how to knit between takes <laughs> because he just knows how. and so it was like we would. You know, there was a lot of that, and uh, you know, uh, a really, a really good, uh, a really good bond there. And I thought, I think that that made a a huge difference in 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 playing our chemistry up together and and working together. And I think that that obviously helped with uh, in the writers' minds when they're when they're thinking of storylines for for uh, for later episodes.
2: I'm sure once you uh, developed, once you delivered a baby together, that probably really
1: broke the ice. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> rehearsal. I remember we did a rehearsal for a full day. Oh, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and um, uh, the actress uh, who, who that she was incredible. I remember that day was just such a, a, a marathon. And I was amazed because what of, you know, of what the work she was doing and, and uh, we had a good time. And uh, that was great, too, because we got to exactly like some shows, you don't have the time. You just have to go on, do it. But for example, that scene in that episode, we got a whole day of rehearsal beforehand to kind of work out all the beats because we knew it was gonna be a, 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 a pretty intense scene to shoot.
0: And speaking of some behind the scenes magic, I'm so curious how you made Trinidad out of Southwestern Ontario and uh, and what that process was like.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was incredible. I remember that day um, getting to set in the morning going into the trailers because they want to start as soon as the sun rises. So they call you to these random locations where you don't even know what it looks like (laughs) in the dark. So I remember I got there and went in, you know, amazing team doing makeup and hair and wardrobe. So to sort of help me wake up. And then when I walked out of the trailer, it's like they had, they had a parking lot. They took over a parking lot. They brought just so much sand and dumped it on the parking lot and then just like built the set on top of it, the markets and all of the, the background performers set up in such a way and, and planning for how the camera was gonna follow us through. It was like, you know, it was pretty incredible, pretty stunning in moments like that make me feel like there's nothing I have to do. I, you know, the imagination is just, it's right in front of me. I just step into this world. And so that's really helpful. Um, so that was a port port. Delusi I think uh, was where we were when we did that. Oh, um, that yeah yeah and and then because it was the second season of the show that was where all of the that's where all of the fans just <laughs> of, of in that town knew that we were shooting there showed up by by midday and it was like streets were lined with people taking photos and that's where the photos of me those are the photos of me that ended up online of like there's a new character he's black what's <laughs> happening and then like, I remember people thinking that, um, you know, people thinking that, uh, I was like a potential love interest for Anne. And so it was like, there's just, just all these, you know, these, these, uh, the imagination of the, of the fans, you know, I'm not sure if they're gonna, and, 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 you know, it can go either way. I mean, uh, the experience with the fans for me has been really positive and, you know, fans really get invested into the storylines. And so if a character is not nice, Sometimes the fans can't sort of draw that line, uh, so in my case, it was uh, it was really great. They were really supportive when when the show came out, and uh, and that was a, a lovely day. And so the the first day we were shooting all all in one direction. So we did all of the scenes in the market from episode two hundred two, looking one way, and then the next day they turned and faced the water to make it look like the ocean. And so everything had to. Those two days, we really had to be aware of like our continuity and things like that. So they were pretty charged, pretty charged days. Um, and uh, and really, some like, yeah, really one of my favorite sets uh, of of my whole time on Anne was was that just because of how huge it was. And then we, and then they 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 brought giant plants. Funny enough, uh, giant plants and like rows of them, and lined them up, and had us walking through them, to kind of simulate being in a, in a, you know, in a, in a rural community there in, in Port of Spain. And, and that was funny. That was just a, you know, so a, a, a really nice home. I think that was in the same area or might've been in uh in Dundas, Hamilton. I'm trying to remember. Um, and, and that was just like the side of someone's house, but because of like, you know, all of the, these tall plants that they'd set up, all of the views that they planned out, that they were going to look in certain directions. Uh, when we were actually there doing it, again, it just felt like we were, you know, in uh, in Trinidad. And I remember I actually went to Trinidad between season two and three of filming and And I found a place that reminded me of that set. So it was like they they really got this right,
0: you know, Katie's actually currently in Dundas, um Hamilton. Oh. So she was probably part of the screaming fans who came over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, who came over and took photos? People yeah, that was Long me. lenses. Ah, I see. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, uh, I, ca- got I came it. to nice the show a little you. bit late. <laughs> yeah, it's good to yeah, see okay. you. You
0: look
2: good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> look, good. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: look good. Just different circumstances this time.
2: Um, no, I came to the show a little bit late. I didn't. I I did research for this episode, but I didn't know that you shot in my hometown. So that's kind yeah, funny and kind of embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a play. Um, I might be con- confusing the locations, but it's because like I know that Hamilton has. Um, dundas has homes and and sets that look like Mm -hmm. they could have been in that time period
2: oh yeah there's lots of heritage homes in the area yeah 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 yeah, exactly
1: yeah so i i know it was somewhere there
2: unfortunately the show's not coming back for a fourth season tragically the show's not coming back i think you know we do get some resolution for some characters you know at least for Anne. We kind of she's at least closing a chapter, right? Like we certainly could have lots of adventures with her at Queens, but but at least she's she's kind of closed a door. Um, but there are some characters that the stories really feel wide open, and I think I'm thinking especially of Kakwet. Like that story just kind of ended with suffering and trauma, and it was really sorry. Kekkut is the, the Mi'kmaq girl who's who's abducted in the show and, and taken to residential school. Um, and, and imprisoned there and you know that just kind of gets cut off and it's it's real sh- it's a real shame I think Bash's story too obviously season three is is a lot happens for him but but you know I think that 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 arc gets cut off too and and, and I I want to know what you think where that arc was going or, or where Bash was going if you have any ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that there were certainly seeds for, you know, potential new romance in Bash's case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that again, though, with every storyline, they, they don't take anything lightly as far as, uh, you know, I mean, Moira and the writers, like anything that they introduce, they want to do so accurately and, and without, um, without seeming like they're making light of, of that time period of the show you know, uh, and in, in, I'm talking about in Bash's case, if there were to have been like a potential romance with, uh, Miss Stacy's character, but, uh, yeah, there's no way, there's no way to know. And, and, uh, it, you know, it, it, it really does, uh, it, it really was a shame not to get to see it where, where Coquette's storyline was going, because I, I think that was, uh, you know, an amazing thing to see on, on TV and to see dealt with in, in the, in the scope of, uh, in the scope of Anne with India. I think that, uh, that's, that quickly became one of my favorite things was the fact that there was this story that already existed and people were familiar with its characters and were familiar with you know who they were as people in their world and they've you know loved the story but then you introduce this this new layer and it makes you kind of see deeper and and can really be like uh, can, yeah can 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 really hit you in the feels I, I think you know for the characters that 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 embraced seeing you know, Coquette and, and bash and these characters that were never mentioned in the books. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I know that they obviously wanted to go further, you know, at, and, and, and do, and, and do more, uh, at least another season. Um, mm-hmm. and it was cut short. So it was, it, yeah, that, that aspect was disappointing, but the, um, but it really was a, a, a lovely time, a lovely experience and I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I so admire the uh, the team and the and the writing and the and how the show was put together, mm-hmm. of
0: course, there was quite a lot of interest. And there was a petition that came out <laughs> afterwards, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, that um I think passed over a million signatures, which is yeah. insane numbers, um, yeah. but to no avail. i so, you know, what was it? What did that feel like to have so much fan, uh, you know, pressure behind Push. you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, pushed, yeah. That's a better word. It was like, at first it was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, first week. Thank you so much. I know we love it. We'll miss you. You know, first month it's like, whoa, still, that's <laughs> great. I mean, yeah, we, we really wish we could come back third month. And there's like over a million signatures. It's like, is something going to happen? Like we're, we're getting unsure, but like every time, every time it would get too far, I think someone from production would, you know, I think there was an email that went out that was like we are not coming back so okay <laughs> no and none of that so it was like okay all right but then it just you kept seeing the the uh the support and then there was uh billboards people fans were like put taking up space on billboards to kind of to, to spread the word and it was like wow this is just so beautiful and getting organized amongst themselves and across across countries um it really just you know and and then the fans would uh you know they they wanted to see a show like this, and then sometimes when I would see their reasons, some fans would state the reasons for wanting to see shows that champion the the, the issues that that Anne with an E was was fighting for, and I just think like that's that's a great thing, you know. You've got you've got engaged, uh, smart fans out there, able to talk about exactly, able to speak to what you know is important to them, and I, I think like that's kind of who Anne and is, and that's kind of a, a beautiful message to see, even if the fans don't unfortunately get to see the show come back, they get this, they're all sort of like uh, empowered in that way. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful thing I, for me to see. And, and the fans are just like always brightening my day. Every day I go on like any social media, I'll see like a video or an edit, or an, uh, uh, people will draw pictures of Bash. Like honestly, just such loving and, uh, and, and a, an amazing support supporting fan base, like they're they're just incredible. Like I can't, I can't, uh, I have nothing bad to say.
0: And we were speculating prior to this interview about if it's the teens that are really pushing this movement and, or like, who, who are the fans? Cause we're honestly really impressed with the, them and their ability to mobilize on social media and um, engage with these issues, as you've said.
1: Yeah, I do, I think it's the, I think it's the teens. Yeah, because they're just so- <laughs> Gotta be the teens. Like, they gotta be, cause like they can do all these <laughs> wild videos with all of like my scenes from an episode and then they can like, they, they, they got all these pictures. There's like one artist who, um, you know, her name is Luz. Uh, she's an Argentinian uh, artist. That I, you know, just met on social media through the show, and and her 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 designs, her images that she puts up are like kind of like fan made posters, and they're just incredible. And then she, all kinds of different art styles, uh, and and uh, and you know, her I see her posts being shared across across the fandom, and 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 uh, you know, it, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, I do I do think it's the teens, but then you know, I will get messages from. You know, like my my agent was a was a big fan of Anne with an E, and and like it, I do think it's a beautiful show. I remember when I had the audition, I had the time. No, it was after the audition. So when I when I booked the show, I decided to watch the first season because I my character is introduced in the second. And I mean, I do think it's like yeah, really like a, a beautiful show, and and they really take their time to uh, to get a particular aesthetic, and and you know, and so there were adults that would reach out to me, and and one time a. Uh, one time an actor who I respect in Toronto um, you know he told me I saw him at an audition and he was like, hey I, I, uh, I watched Anne with a knee with my daughter yesterday and he's a black actor and he's like and to see a, and to see a black actor on the show and to be able to to feel included that way watching with my daughter was uh, was was pretty profound so so thank you for that and, and this is an actor that I look up to in the city and I was like, wow I'd never I'd never pictured it that way, you know what I mean? So it's got. I think the show has, you know, obviously the teens who are who are mobilizing, who are on top of it online and and with their voices. But I think it's got some fans, even in 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 adults, like right, right you know, uh, all across the age, all across the ages, uh, that that are fans of the show as well. And 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 I certainly was too when I watched the first season.
2: So Anne is your, you know, obviously your second Canadian series. That's like rocked teen culture um of course you were part of degrassi and you played danny van And um can you talk about like you talked about kind of the teen fan base a little bit already but but <laughs> can you tell us about what kind of that role did for you as an actor like how did that shape you and um and what's it like being in teen culture like that
1: mm-hmm. um so yeah degrassi was like really my you know, at a much younger age, I was, I was 13 when I, when I got onto Degrassi, not aware of the show. I, you know, as a kid, I guess I just watched too many many cartoons. I wasn't aware, like, you know, I kids at school sometimes when they were like, oh, you're an actor. Maybe you'll be on Degrassi one day. Um, (laughs) and I would always kind of, yeah, I'd always say, okay, you know, not thinking about it too much. Um, so getting on Degrassi was, uh, yeah really one of the most formative experiences if not of my of my uh, of my life and, and in my career especially and it was it was a time that i you know it wasn't as like social media heavy as uh, as as with Anne, so you know i kind of really had my life when i was on set teaching me what I knew about, like everything that I didn't know about sets, teaching me that it was like a job basically. And there was a lot of different people in different departments doing so much work that I never, you know, would see or think about. That show taught me all that, taught me about marks, uh, you know, when you're, you stand on your mark when you're delivering your lines and, you know, and, uh, and, and all of the angles and, and staying in your light and who a director is, you know, it, it taught me all of that. It was my... It, I, I, sometimes I describe it as like my film school um, and uh, and on top of that it was school because I met my friends like my my best friend I mentioned earlier his name's Ray played sav on the show we met there when we were when we were 16 17 and you know just uh, it, it really there it was just such a unique experience and um, and we would go and shoot the show over the summer months and be there sometimes for hours in a day and then, Go and hang out after set, and then, you know, I, I, uh, you know, all, all all these wonderful memories. And then on top of that, it was like at a certain point, once the seasons came out and and being recognized, uh, you know what I mean. It was a, it was definitely a different, a different thing for me. Like uh, my first episode or second episode of Degrassi came out the day after I started high school, and I remember walking into the cafeteria and it literally in my head I was like, this is Degrassi. Um, you know, cause it's like the heads were turning and people are like, that's that kid from the show. And, uh, but like not a lot of, not a lot to say, because like when I was first introduced on the show, I, you know, had a couple of scenes, you know, but I was expecting to tell people that I was on the show rather than being recognized. One thing that stood out to me, I went, I remember, um, when I was 14, I went to visit my cousins. They live in California. And, uh, I remember, I, I remember going to their school and I'd only been on this like one or two scenes in the show and I got mobbed. Like, people were like, that's how serious they took it. And they were like, Degrassi. And I was like, it's Degrassi. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> they just like, that's their show. I don't know. That was like, they would actively deny that it was Toronto, you know, when I would talk to Americans about the show. But anyways, it was um, it was pretty amazing. And I wasn't, you know, as, as up on social media as, as, as with Anne. So I, you know, kind of got to live my life. I was in high school at the same time. I was, you know, doing my classes there. I played soccer I played piano at that age um, and uh, just kind of balancing all those things. And I loved it. And that was really, you know, uh, that was my life. And, and, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it, uh, turned into six seasons. I didn't even know it was going to be six seasons because I didn't understand how to read a schedule on my first day. I thought it was like my last day and I was like, take care. Nice to meet you. And people were like, Oh, see you next week. And I was like, Oh, why, how? And they told me there was the schedule that you had to look at. There's, And in those times they didn't really explain like, there's a lot of like uh, uh, things that aren't explained as an actor, like how to read a schedule and know that your character's coming back or that you're going to have to do wardrobe fittings and all these different tests and stuff like that. Uh, And then, and then I just kind of got used to being out and and sometimes being recognized, sometimes not, you know, and, and even now, funny enough, in the pandemic with a mask on, people have been recognizing me from Degrassi. And I think it's because those fans that used to watch the show aged with, we age together and now they're just kind of like, Oh, you remind me of this kid on, Oh, it is you, you know, it's been some, it's led it's made for some nice kind of uh, brief conversations when I'm getting like uh, groceries or, or a, or a coffee or something.
2: <laughs> well, that show kind of allowed that to happen because there's so many other like shows about high schools that are where the actors are, so the characters are played by 30 year old people, right? Like the mm-hmm. fact that you were all kids on that show, they kind of got to actually teens got to grow up with you. And that's kind of unique. I mean, yeah. I think it's more common now, but at the time, like I think of like One Tree Hill, like those people had like their own children and they're playing high schoolers. Yeah, yeah,
1: playing high school students. Yeah, no, I, just, I wasn't even like uh, aware of that. Yeah, but uh, it made for like uh, definitely like ups and downs and, and like being nervous. Yeah. You know, going to my first event, I remember I was like 13 and I went to like the, my first kind of, um, what do you call those? Like uh, upfronts. Where like um, networks will pr- pr- premiere all of their shows for the for the for the coming season, and just like watching, you know, because I was thirteen and I was like I joined at a at a bit of like an in between time, so there was the original cast there, but I wasn't like with the new wave of kids introduced. I was like introduced with one or two other actors, so kind of coming in and and they already had their their chemistry and and they you know and they were they were sixteen, and I was thirteen. <laughs> You know, I remember. Uh, I remember them like one time I was like at the lunchroom and they were talking about like someone had someone had got a car, someone had bought a car, and I remember being like, not even not even impressed, but just like, oh, I'm not really, I don't need a car because <laughs> I was like because I was so much younger than uh, than them. But um, I remember going to these up and like trying to learn from like cues how to be how to be cool and all this stuff and uh and i remember it was uh one of the actors from uh criminal minds was at this event and uh which one just ended uh, i got i'm gonna remember his name he's uh okay i hate to like be throwing throwing adjectives and generalizing but he's like a, he's like more of the the nerdier one on the show mm-hmm. uh, the long if I looked, hair long matthew, hair Ma- yeah yeah
2: matthew gray goobler
1: yeah, he was yeah, like he just talked thing. me, talked me, uh, you know, c- talked me down, calmed me down, got me like feeling like really nice, just answering all these questions. And I remember when me and my mom were just, you know, monopolizing his time at that event, and uh, you know what I mean. It was like kind of like that kind of sense, and then doing interviews and and not knowing when to talk or to stop talking or what to talk about. It was like all that stuff I was kind of learning, and and because there were other people there, I could kind of learn from them. They were closer to my age, it and and. Uh, you know, it, it, some some aspects of it were like real high school for sure. Um, you know, that except for the the side of it that was like, you know, you gotta. Um, yeah, except for the side of it that was like you're you're, you're performing here now. Now you're now you're at, you're doing a job. Um, so that that really kind of, I got I got wise to it pretty pretty quick. You know, by the time I was there for like three seasons in, I kind of knew what to expect, and uh, and I'm and I'm definitely grateful for it, and it and it definitely uh has been one of my favorite and experiences of my of my acting career
0: so you've rocked teen culture in Canada twice now what's next for you what yeah, are it's... you uh do you have something slated do you have hopes and dreams what can you tell what us you... yeah
1: yeah what can I say I know I, I mean I think with all the pandemic stuff it's really kind of you know it's unfortunate but it's kind of come and put a buffer i'm hoping it's a buffer between what's like you know the the green light to just go ahead and like jump at a bunch of things there's still been a lot of projects you know I've, i've still gotten thankfully the chance to 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 work uh last year on uh on a on a television movie and um what can i can i they all, they're always pretty like specific about whether you can mention it or not. I think I want to be safe and not say. But like you know, I I, I got to do a um, a guest spot on a on a pretty cool, exciting upcoming show. Um, it'll be out is it in, has it already aired? No, it hasn't. It's it'll be out in February, and I'm in the pilot, and it is an American network show. Um, <laughs> and do you so, stick around
0: past the pilot?
1: I do not stick around past the pilot, no. Okay. But it was it was a lot of fun to uh, to do it, and and the and the uh, the franchise of it is a cool thing. So I, I
2: the franchise
1: of do it, that. Ooh. like the uh, yeah, the, it's like it's it's based on uh, a movie that has already come out. Um. Okay. So so uh, that's that's something that I got to do, and then uh, I, I've always like I think that what got me into this entertainment industry was uh like it was cartoons like i think that i when i was that age like i just loved cartoons so much and loved the idea of like imagining a world to get lost in and especially one with like you know a different set of rules and all this stuff uh so uh i've always wanted to do a cartoon hasn't happened yet so i'm putting it out there for that this year but last year i got to do a video game and video games oh. were a big thing for me too so that was that was a lot of fun so i don't know when the video game is is coming out, but I will uh, definitely definitely shout about it. Um, I got my first audition yesterday for the new year, so I'm gonna prepare tonight.
2: <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah, that's just how it goes, you know. Like you just, uh, you know, you 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 get back to work, you get back to what's out there. I know that uh, thankfully we're still able to to work in Ontario, although places a lot of places have shut down. Canada still got their you know, the, the green light for production. So I, there are still stuff going on, but I know that when, um, you know, obviously such a, you know, the devastation of, uh, of COVID kind of, uh, we, we, we kind of get it a bit more under control that there'll be more more opportunities coming down.
2: So before we go, anything to plug or plug what, uh, the pilot coming out in February that you cannot name? <laughs>
1: that I cannot name. Yes. Um, I think Return that- to
2: music,
0: perhaps.
1: Return to music. Uh, I might, yeah. You might just see me in the background of someone's video on their, on their, on their Instagram or something playing the guitar. We, you know or what
2: Drake's. I mean? Not another
1: Drake music video. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was so much fun. Actually. That was a pretty, a pretty amazing experience just because it was like the first time that we'd all kind of been back together in the gym and then the nostalgia hit and it was like, uh, fantastic. And the video just looks like a party, like- It literally was, it literally was (laughs) a different Drake song playing and us just laughing. And then the camera would pan by and they had to get their specific things. You know, Karina Evans knew exactly what she needed to get but from from my perspective, it was just like, you know, party, party And, and Drake has an entourage. That is huge. So it was pretty funny too, to see. That's cool. Well, yeah, Thank you so uh, much
0: yeah. for being here.
1: Yes, thanks for having me guys.
0: And um, we need everyone, especially the ANN Nation to um, subscribe and leave a review, guessing what show Delmar is going to be in or, uh, you know- What franchise. It... Yeah, we, we uh, need yeah. all the guesses
1: they're they're pretty serious so like if you yeah if you enlist them they they might be able to figure it out like they're they're on top of it I, I did a short film last year and the second it came out um they, they they were all over it I think they had they had the trailer before I did <laughs> I, that happened in the in the in the in last Halloween so yeah <laughs> and fans know and and clan knows